Welcome to the PI Podcast, Political Insights for the Palaging Inis. I'm your host, Matt, and with me is my co-host, political scientist, meme lord, and currently Nuno rights activist, currently fighting for the legalization of human and Nino, uh, Nuno marriages board. <laughs> No, no, right. So, okay, that, that's that's even I'm surprised that ever. Love is <laughs> ano, love. Ano, ano, representative ng mga nuno. <laughs> okay, uh, PA nyo, PA nating lahat, Borge here to service. Yes, and this is a special episode. This is episode, uh, what number again, Borge? Uh, 17 na tayo, 17 na tayo. 17, and this is a special episode because we are going into pop culture. Uh, particularly the Trece animated series. Yeah, that mm. has been... Um, hit the world by storm right now and board uh what do you think about this so far initial impressions you know well you uh, it? i managed to watch it within a couple of bars i think i binged it well uh, i am more interested with the graphic novels so i'm gonna find oh. copies of those no it's still ongoing actually it's been around for like what 15 years and it's still going so yeah we will link to where you can get copies you know so you can join in the fun Anyway, yeah. so <clears throat> first impressions, I, I, it was it was fine. It was mm-hmm. uh, I didn't judge it as a uh, crime anime series no. okay. because uh, I have higher standards for crime-oriented series. <laughs> and oh, wow. It doesn't fit there, but it does fit with the uh, popularization of uh, Philippine culture. So kind of kind of amusing to more or less uh, see pop culture references, folklore in the Philippines being. Uh, I, I watched the English dub, so that's oh. amusing. So yeah, it's, uh, it's it's fair. I'm waiting for the next uh, series or next season of it. Okay. And well, our, but for this special episode, you know, not, no, we're both going to discuss it with our, you know, special guests, you know, friends that are mm. also fans of the series. And they have a lot to say. Uh, besides, of course, being fans, they're also social science, scientists, so they can merge the their insights on both areas, you know, in this discussion mm. today. So it's going to be a very... It's going to be very insightful, very like a whole package, you know. Yeah. Three and one plus one. At <laughs> all right. So for our first guest, uh, you already know him from our episode thirteen from Catholicism. You know, he also has a lot to say about Philippine folklore. You know, uh, he is. Remember, uh, well, let's welcome back Jules Karandang. I got hmm. that right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you got that right now. Where is Jules? <laughs> no, wala, wala connection to Jules. Pabalik na all right, we'll just edit this out. <laughs> All right. So please welcome. Wait, welcome back, Hi, Jules Karandang. I, yeah, I think I got kicked out or something. Oh eh? my! Well, welcome back. <laughs> <Come on time. laughs> so yeah. All right, and we have a new guest, first time on the podcast, but longtime friend of ours. Yep. Uh, he was our well. We used to all teach in the same university. He was actually my batchmate entering in La Salle. <laughs> uh, he is now he's working in the foreign service. Uh, we have Glenn Te. Hello, say hello, Glenn. Bros, uh, thanks for having me here. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So Great. while we're on the topic, let's ask your first impressions, <clears throat> starting with Jules. What do you think? And of course, um, your relationship with the original material. Like, what do you think, Jules? Okay. So. It was, uh, what, mid-2000s when it actually came out, right? Mm-hmm. So the thing that attracted it more like my interest was peak is because at the same time, we had this literary phenomena of Pinoy horror comics. And mm-hmm. it, it tied up with all of that. 
same time, there was also the the popularization of Mary Sue characters in anime or the resurgence of Mary Sue characters or um, female characters who are very much overpowered. Mm-hmm. So whether or not it filled that same template, during the mid-2000s, uh, the Trece character in the story felt pretty much at home if, mm-hmm. if you could compare it with those other characters. Um, mm-hmm. And the thing that really piqued my curiosity is essentially the folklore that inspired the universe of Trece. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing to also consider is one observation that I got out of it is it gives vibes that are sort of like um, combination of uh, the premise of uh, John Constantine, yeah. but the vibe of uh, Ghost in the Shell. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and then the premise is I don't know why it could be because of the color or because of the uh, because of how it's presented. Mm-hmm. It it gives you the vibe that it's homegrown. You know how yeah. uh, how how it's drawn. It, you know it's something that's very much you can relate to. Hindi iba. Mm-hmm. It's how how the characters are developed. Even if you don't actually put dialogue in the bubbles, there is something about how they're drawn that makes you recognize some of these characters. So perhaps oh. that would be it. Mm, comic yeah. style ba? Comic style bang art nila? Pinoy eh, comics eh. Me, me, medyo, Pinoy. medyo. Yeah, um, remember, during the 2000s, Marvel um, experimented with manga Marvel. Mm. And then a lot of these artists actually have uh, ano, have yung manga hybrid with comics. And that's how I feel how how it came to me yung how they present the animation mm. oh. so yung yung when you look at it you know it's supposed to portray as if it's for a foreign audience but mm-hmm. its actual universe is set something similar to yours mm. but the caveat is what made what I attracted it to me is because it was set pretty much during the 2000s late 90s 2000s philippines that's what attracted it to me because it felt my time or at that time. Right. That's the, the thing that came to me. No. But beyond that, it's more of, it felt familiar. I think that's what the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. It felt familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's an important thing to consider. Like, because I think even during that time, I remember you talking about there was an explosion of uh, like Filipino style manga, you know, it's yeah. very colorful, huge eyes, Asian style. But this one tried to, in a way, be its own thing, but also Filipino. And I think it's it's actually, for me, what struck me as Filipino, besides, of course, the setting, it's you feel that it's in Manila. But also, like, the way it's inked and drawn, as what you've said, mm-hmm. like, it's almost with the knowledge that you need to save up on ink because ink is very expensive. It's ve- But also, I think it matches the crime noir supernatural kind of feel it's mm. meant to be so yeah interesting how about you glenn like how what's your relationship with the original theater and how did you find uh the adaptation uh yeah no. so i actually I, I definitely relate with uh what jules said because if you look at the setting and yung feel it's really more of our batch major batchmate kami ni jules diba? mm. Medyo mas bata kayo ni, uh, board um, but yeah, I think 
I, I honestly don't remember um, how I got into it. I know I I heard I heard from it from somewhere, and ano lang siguro at the time I think I was dabbling in a lot of um, pop literature. Um, kasama dito yung what's this? I I I'm not sure if it was the same time, pero what comes to mind right now is a lot of Rick Riordan, uh, sila ano uh, Olympus. So Greek mythology, I, I I'm really big into mytho, mytho, ano, mythology, mythology, ori, origin stories. Mm-hmm. So Greek mytho, uh, mythology, Roman mythology, and then one of the other things I've been reading is, ano, of course, Sandman. Right. Uh, so Kai Neil Gaiman, which is also one of the biggest uh, from from uh, once I started reading Treasure, you find uh, I found out that. I know, see, I know, see Neil Gaiman is one of the uh, biggest ano rin, uh, influences nila Budge. And then besides that, I know, not really in, ano, intensely into Marvel DC, but I remember I also read during this time, see, I know, see Kingdom Come, so oh, see Infinity yeah. Wars, no? so mm-hmm. all these things. And then yon somehow I heard about this, because I know, parang I was think I, I think I had an idea uh, of writing a, something Rickley or then a YA mm-hmm. novel, mm-hmm. Um, but using Philippine mythology. So mm-hmm. naturally, RRL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yon I think that's how I came into discovering Trese, mm-hmm. and yon. Uh, with the art, so yung art panels niya is great. Si Kaja really does well. Yeah. And lalo na yung sadya na black and white lang siya. So I was drawn to that. Mm-hmm. I, I know colors are great, but for me, I know the black and white uh, style really uh, mesmerizing for me. And then yun, of course, yung mythology. Yeah. Uh, okay. As I said earlier, that's what really reeled me in. I think. So yeah, I know. Yeah. Completo siya. and then uh, recently lumabasi Bloodlines. Apparently, mm-hmm. uh, I had until book five. Apparently, my book six na I missed that. So oh, I bought I, that, I, I bought it together. Si book six uh, si Bloodlines, mm-hmm. and then suddenly I my Netflix na. So that's fine. Yeah. But I think yeah. we can get more into the anime side later. But definitely, sure. in treatment with the. Um, the books or the novels or the graphic mm-hmm. novels or comics versus yung anime. So for mm-hmm. me, I treat them as different you know, uh, entities yeah. together. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. In yeah. fact, I actually, yeah, I actually shared that. Um, but you know, back in the day when I was uh, in high school, I my regular hobby was going to national bookstores, fully booked, power books, going straight to the graphic novels and looking for walang plastic so i would read it uh like for salikod, hours salikod, uh. salikod, exactly yeah to look for the open uh, comic books and it just so happened that one of those were was like trese murder balletted drive i think that was the um the one and i i i was so intrigued by it i it was very cheap actually compared to the others because uh like a trade paperback of like an entire full story uh is probably around a thousand, a little more than a thousand back in the day. So, but this one, the at, at least the first volume of Jesse, I think it was around 2010 when I started. 
it was only about 200 pesos, if I'm not mistaken. So it was very cheap. And I think it was meant for a local audience because of the price <laughs> and also the printing. So it felt like hours, you know, especially mm. with, you know, the, the references to Filipino folklore in Aswang and the uh, Balang. Mm. And what really, when I, when I watched the, the when I watched the uh, series, the Netflix series, I actually, well, they highlighted the art style, the huge land, like uh, skyline of, Maca- of Manila, you know, and the slums. But it somehow there's something about it that didn't feel like, you know, th- didn't feel like you were there. Like, because in the actual comics, there's a- there were maps of like, oh, you were in Fort Bonifacio, <laughs> Cubao, in Tondo, etc. And you actually, and so it helped uh, establish the atmosphere. And you would know as a Filipino who lives here or who have lived here um, that, that that's that, that's where they're talking about. You know, that's that's where the story is. But I think it could have been made more clear with what the locations were mm-hmm. in the uh, in the animated series, or even like maybe a, a better, a more detailed description of like the creatures were. Like it would have been. It, I mean, it would have helped if there was like a. Who's that Pokemon or like a segment where they <laughs> Who's explained? That Who's that Nuno or something? Who's that uh, Manananggal or something? So, uh, at, at least it. Well, as of this recording, the the sales for the Trece comic books were sold out, and they're on its second printing in the United States. Mm-hmm. So people are getting interested in the original material. Love us, love commercial special panels like the one in AOT, where in pag may commercial break, merong uh, description. Of certain factors in the story, Netflix. There should, yeah. Ah, yun, well, yeah. Okay, and, well, guys, you have to understand what they are selling is essentially just a reprint of the original. And mm-hmm. as we have talked earlier, lahat yan is essentially for Filipino consumption. So no brainer na dapat kung ano yung uh, hits, ano yung mga quote unquote creatures of the night. Right. Mm-hmm. Having said that, when it was um, developed further we assume that the the reader continued reading on so it's mm-hmm. it's it's highly preferred that you begin with the very first story instead of sa gitna o sa likod ka mm-hmm. at the same time the premise of the netflix is you are so well again it's netflix so you yeah. have to also <laughs> consider that it's designed as a way to entice viewers so before they yeah. create the universe itself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Most most um, Western development of story is devoid of myth. Mm. It's the myth building which creates anticipation for the next storyline. Mm-hmm. So that's where you create everything. Because yeah. if you fit all of the quote unquote the lexicon of creatures within the narrative. One, you're going to dissuade potential listeners or viewers or readers mm-hmm. because it will overwhelm them or it might not be palatable to their mm. taste. Second, you do not have the time. Yeah. And <laughs> third, most important of all, you will preempt the development of the character. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the thing to me is when you read the actual Trese uh, series, the first yeah. thing to ask, I, I will ask the three of you, when you read it, was it in Filipino or was it in English? It was a bit of Taglish, actually. Bingo. Like, yeah. Because, again, as Glenn and I have 
uh, asserted, I believe it was meant for our generation, wherein we're transitioning from the Filipino as a way to put in the technical aspect of the folklore and the English to highlight the educated perspective or the modern sensibility into the story. So it's not about superstition, but about how to address the superstition in modern times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that but that requires a Filipino sensibility from the very beginning, wherein you mm-hmm. can differentiate fact, fiction, folklore, and most anything in between. Mm-hmm. Like um, essentially, when you look at Crispin and Basilio, the yeah. rejects from the Matrix. I'm sorry. To say. <laughs> yeah. That's just my remember the twins in the Matrix. The twins. Yeah. yeah with the dreadlocks. Yeah. So this guy. So they're essentially a, a variation of the narrative of twins um, and twins being guardians of humanity, something mm, that aspect. Yeah. Uh, now, again, going back. So, and that's why I believe they actually did it well when they did the mm-hmm. six-part piece because mm-hmm. I agree with you, Matt. It should be treated as separate things. Mm-hmm. The literature, mm-hmm. the writing, my belief, should be treated separate and distinct from the actual TV, much like right. how GOT was presented, much like yeah, how Game most, mm. most um, visual presentations are, because you have to consider that, yes, the creators were part of it, but you have screenwriters, you have the storytellers in the TV media, so showrunners, so to speak. So yeah. And if you ask, my simple, honest comment, I like how they fleshed out in Netflix because mm-hmm. it is designed for a greater international audience. Yes. Mm. Yeah. It, yeah. It, if you are a Filipino purist, it will not appeal to you as much because you're mm-hmm. expecting certain cues that says right. Pinoy to. Mm-hmm. One good, I'll just reference one simple thing. Mm-hmm. Haven't you noticed that the aswang are like Nosferatu. Classic one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you are a foreign audience, automatic, that visage will tell you it's a bad guy. Mm. That visage mm-hmm. will tell you there's something evil about that, about that depiction. Mm-hmm. So it's it's what they represent, and then beyond that representation, what they actually mean in the in the narrative. <laughs> Hmm. There's also one aspect there that I really like on how they yeah. develop one simple storytelling is hmm. you you look at the difference between the treatment of Guerrero, the character Guerrero, yeah, and the treatment of let's say Commissioner Gordon and Batman. Yeah. If they had the a better rela- if they had a better relationship, then you would have Trece and uh Guerrero quote-unquote, you are a licensed detective. Mm. So it's more like um, uh, Lestat and Sherlock Holmes in that effect, Mm. that you are an unpaid consultant or you're a paid consultant. Because that's one of the gray areas for me. How is she getting paid for her services? Mm. I believe she Uh, owns the diabolical, right? A bar. But yeah. yeah, when When doing the supernatural stuff, there yeah. should be a level of compensation for that. Ah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the, that's my Filipino thing because yeah. there's a professional aspect. You can't be a ghostbuster and not earn a tab, yeah. right? Mm. 
unless I, she's a licensed supernaturalist and we mm. don't have we, we're not we're actually clear on that even in the literature <laughs> right diba? she has mm-hmm. a working relationship but i've always been curious can she put that as a tax break <laughs> community <laughs> service oh wow okay yeah that's, that's a lot of uh a lot of questions on the world building here yeah, yeah diba? i think And that's why yes, the literature is yeah. important because the world building yeah. has a mm-hmm. grounded feel. Whereas mm-hmm. the TV show, the world building is just beginning. Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing is, I, I can only comment on the anime series right now. Oh, mas marami na oras para basahin yung graphic novel itself. But for now, just I think just to feed on uh, everything that has been said, the anime series as it is right now is a convergence of first the The, the need to internationalize so mm-hmm. need to internationalize so between internationalization and filipino sensibility mm-hmm. and you have here as far as your stories are concerned regarding the graphic novel itself even how it is written and how it is portrayed it is a convergence of tradition mm-hmm. uh, our tradition of comics and of course our own folklore with uh-huh. relatively more modern sensibilities bridged by pop culture because we we have a long chain of course horror series right. uh, that familiarizes entire generations on our own set of mount, monsters. So mm-hmm. th- I think that is why the anime series have caught the attention of so many people from all, so many backgrounds because it, it offers so much, not only folklore, yeah. but also mm-hmm. a look into Filipino culture on one hand. And on mm-hmm. the other, the usual good versus evil tropes. You have the, as you mentioned, Jules, which is trope of Makambal. But then again, uh, You know something about the anime that I I I don't want to judge the anime as I think I mentioned this earlier. I don't want to judge it as a crime detective story. Yeah, I, I seriously don't because that would depreciate the value of <laughs> the anime well, itself. I don't know about the graphic novel. In the graphic novel, is is Alexandra a good detective? <laughs> uh, she has to be because okay. they, yeah. Well, um, yeah. Uh, I, I think we're mad. Sorry about that. Um, What Porch is commenting is the framework of a police procedural, right? Yes. Porch? Yeah. That has yeah, never more... been clarified whether more... or not you could say it fits the police procedural. Yeah, not Simply... really police procedural, but investigation. Kasi, uh... yeah, no, no, that's yeah. what is considered procedural. Okay. Yeah. Yung, ano, when someone is, uh, someone who is uh, doing detective work, mm. so so you have the template is a crime is involved. You have the investigation, mm. and then the rising uh, element is when they're finding the motive, and mm. then when the you find out how they did it, the who done it part, and all of that. Yeah. So mm. that's what's called a police procedural. So essentially, mm. that's a template for um, for crime stories. This is essentially mm. supernatural crime story, which mm. is popularized by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, mm. which in itself is a good source because he himself like. The supernatural. So again, there is mm. that mix and match. But the premise here is on the face value, the the cartoons actually makes it look out that it's more poli- more police procedural template. But when you look at it from the aspect of the literature itself, okay, not so much. Given there are more stories in between when you flesh mm-hmm. it out, and uh, it's more anthology based. Okay. So so when you can actually um. Well, Glenn can actually also add into this. When you look at the liter- literature source material, you should mm-hmm. look it into the years in her life. Mm-hmm. So, may progression ng at this point of her life, at this point of her life, at this point of her life. Right. Okay. So, yung hero's journey niya, literally lifetime niya. Yeah. Okay. 
So yun yung more ganun yung kanyang narrative. More more classical hero. More mm. Greek hero siya sa literature. Mm. More police detective story. That we only have six episodes. Yeah. Yun yung, I mean, that's the effect that comes out. Yeah. Kasi during the entire anime, she's always one step behind <laughs> the antagonist. <laughs> which which is, like, again, for, as far as my knowledge of uh, crime fiction is concerned, you have... Uh, you have two types. You have one, you have the archetype of uh, Sherlock Holmes and Hercule Poirot of uh, Agatha Christie. Okay. So you have, um, you, you, the, you, the, the, Holmes and Poirot, they, they always outrun the villain eventually. So in, yeah. in this, they, they, they're, they're, they start off as one step behind, but they eventually yeah. outrun. Hindi ka gaya sa anime na sa ending na lang nalaman ko, okay, sinong kotrepida? Okay, yan pala. <laughs> okay, now, now, the thing to consider with the animation Let's just focus mm. on the first episode. Okay. The first episode actually has what a Chekhov's gun. And do you know mm. what the actual Chekhov's gun there? It is the treaty with the Aswangs. Mm. It is always referenced. Mm. So while the father was negotiating the treaty, a tribe went to kill the mother and the daughter. The mm. mother died, she survived. But the treaty was enacted. Mm. Right? Yeah. And that is, and it was the treaty that was handicapping her in the first episode, mm-hmm. which is why she could not follow up on her instincts or in her suspicion mm. because she was bound to, quote-unquote, uphold the commitment. So she yeah. could not be the bad cop until to the point wherein the Aswangs themselves recognize an eye for an eye, literally, breaking <laughs> the pact. And at that point, when the Aswang commented that the pack is void, then mm. you the part there when automatically the twins come out and the twins say that the twins, we mm. have freed the people at the back. The mm. fact mm. that she runs up front chasing mm. after the bad guy means mm. she already has an inclination that she has to deal with the bad guy. Yeah. And it's a premise that she knew from the start all of these, mm. but she could not because she was bound by three things. Mm. One, because there was the pact. Two, because she keeps to the law, mm-hmm. which is why it's still gray area. Is she actually a legal representative <laughs> yeah. because she binds herself to law? Remember, mm-hmm. she had to go through the procedure wherein the police had to find the criminal, the mayor liable. Yeah. And the third most important part is she had to commit to the role as Babaylan that if you find evil, you dispatch evil. Mm. She could not forgive them for what they did. Mm-hmm. She, they had to, quote-unquote, be judged for her role. Yeah. So may mga limitations siya. Mm. Right. So again, <laughs> that's why she always seems like she's a step behind. Right. The thing with all six episodes is something is keeping her back. And that's mm-hmm. the funny thing. What's keeping her back is she's trying to commit to tradition. She's trying to commit to the what is expected uh, right. out of her. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that is the handicap she they had yeah. to put on Trese because literally she mm-hmm. could kick anybody's ass without thinking. <laughs> so I think that's the simplest way to handicap her. So that's just my opinion again. That's just yeah. how I read into it. Right. Actually, it's not. She's not so much a detective. I think she's incidentally a detective. Remember, she's a babaylan, a priestess. Mm. You know, and the thing is, and really, uh, it takes the format of a literary detective story. But really, it's not like the question is not whether or not she will have. Uh, she can solve the puzzle. She has to because it's simply a device to reveal 
the Monster of the Week, which was the original format of the mm. of the, the comic book. So it's like this week is an Aswang, this week is a white lady, next it's a Nuno, etc. etc. Mm. Yeah, she's more like Scooby Doo in the gang. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, fair, yeah. fair, fair. Yeah, kaya, kaya nga, sa psycho, I don't want to judge it as a crime fiction kasi yeah. nga, she, she's performing a di- uh, in, ano lang, accident lang na kailangan niya mag-investiga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I think they use that as a way to introduce characters or at least mm-hmm. to integrate her into society which is again, yun nga parte, it's a convergence of the supernatural with the human society. Fair. I mean, that's one thing that I found weird. I mean, the of course, the comic book, it's clear. It's it, She's simply a device. She's not even a character for the first three volumes. She's not even a character. She's simply a device to show the world of the supernatural Manila. But, it, but yeah, but Trece, uh, the animated series, uh, she they integrated her like character. She has emotions, a backstory. And it was, the mix is kind of odd, you know? I mean, mm. she's very stoic. And that's why it led to another debate we can talk about later on. But yeah, like she has emotional back turmoil. She has like she cries a lot more. In the original one, it's like she's very like she barely has any eyes, you know, barely any expression. She's just plain, drawn in a black and white world. She's Lara Croft. Lara Croft. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, Lara Croft is a bit more like sexualized, to be honest. She's <laughs> yeah, Tressa is very asexual in the books. You know, you can't you barely tell she's a girl. <laughs> she Tressa because yeah. it's parang ano, parang avatar siya between mortals and the underworld, right. diba? mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Ano, if I may interject at this point, sure. you know, so ano naman, um, I ano. I agree with some. I disagree with some. Okay. Uh, but with some context also, I think it, it, the the film felt like it was a bit of a one-shot series. Mm. Parang mm. Uh, you have to understand that they've been trying to uh, take, you know, take at, at for the project to take off for mm-hmm. a decade at least, yata or around that time. So I think finally they have a chance and they. Yeah, they had to put it and make it interesting. So of course, nag-iba yung flavor talaga. For example, nilabas nila si Talag Busaw and in the source mm-hmm. material, he doesn't come out until book three. Yeah. When people already are starting to mm-hmm. ask about where the uh, Kambal came from, which yun, I agree, no? Matrix. So nakikita mo talaga yung uh, what's this background ng uh, source material then yeah. uh, you have Matrix you have Avatar you have Lord of the Rings you have uh, Neil Gaiman you have yeah. all these people coming together and yeah but uh, no, I think maganda na main twist um, like with the Kambal mm. uh, dito, uh, they originally wanted them to be ano, half aswang and then later on uh, I think it was the illustrator si Kajo who said no yeah. There we can make them something else, and then they mm-hmm. became the, ano no the sons of Talagbusao. But mm-hmm. yon, I think, ano eh, kumbaga nagiba, and right. why they couldn't uh, pinpoint things more in the series. I think they mm-hmm. also discussed that na yon. I think my rights, it's oh, a right. copyright thing, no, where they can't ano. Because one of the things that was good in the books diba, per segment makikita mo there in EDSA or there in oh, yeah. the drive mga ganyan but yeah I think I know I have really no complaint about the 
anime and if you've seen the chat rooms <laughs> ng Trese ano din which I'm also part of I just no. <laughs> yeah I'm a passive reader ano okay. yun even the term anime is ano is Contested. up for debate diba? yeah. so I don't ako I, I veer away from calling it that also but yeah. sa akin hindi siya reklamo but more of observation para mm-hmm. neutral ano mm-hmm. lang like in the very first episode of the of the show, if, of the Netflix show and diba it starts it's really the classic story and the mm-hmm. primary story is really the murder of ano the murder of the white lady in Balete Drive I think <laughs> that's really the ano, the clincher that's the most Pinoy thing that, oh, you, yeah. can, mm-hmm. ano, that you can think of right. so for me yun ang ganda kasi ano okay siya sana but mm-hmm. ano knowing the source material na they showed naman in the in the show na yeah yun it's because of a scorn love or whatever but yeah remember what happened in the source material at the end and sorry spoiler alert ano <laughs> someone someone else's replaces that white lady ah that. yeah Yeah, so, that's a good one. Mm. So, ano eh, parang sayang kasi that could have said something na, di ba, parang when the underworld, if, if you take something, parang they kept talking about balance. But that was the, for me, yeah. that could have been the perfect way to, you know, set the tone na parang yeah. someone else becomes the white lady. And then, oh. boom, we have this really, yeah, yes, really so, ano, ano siya, that happen. Uh, this actually fits the love ni, ano eh, ni Glenn sa Greek mythology. Persephone, yeah. wife of Hades. Mm. Yeah. Yun yung ano, happy yung time niya because someone has to spend time mm-hmm. in a certain place. Someone has to be grounded. Ano mm-hmm. Maganda yung mga inspirations ng narrative. Tama si Glenn doon. It could yeah, have been yeah. so, taken differently. Ano, definitely. So, yung sa ano, uh, yung sa show, I mean, yeah. understand it. And yeah, could have been more ano, uh, sa source material. But yeah, right. I think it's a context now and trying to get out the project for the longest time. And oh, yeah. Having this chance, you don't know if it will click or not. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean... I mean it's a practical measure. The click naman. So they, they would have more opportunities to flesh out the, the source yeah. material. So, yeah. There is actually a simple loophole dito, guys. Eh. Mm. So if you're familiar with the Fate Stay series... Oh, oh my oh, God! Don't yung, even start. Ano, yeah, yeah. So, so essentially, you could have different variations using the same character narrative. Yeah. So, pwedeng mm. patikim lang to, and then eventually they could reinterpret it something more related to the actual story. You don't have to reboot it. Eh. Yeah. Remember, this Sample is a fairy lang. tale. Eh. Oh yeah. Fair. Diba? So yeah. you can always have something for the purists and something more for casual, ano, um, viewers who want right. to delve more but not. Over, be overwhelmed. Right. We never know. Palaging may mga opportunities. Tsaka mm. dahil siya ay in animated form. Simple yeah. way to, ano, to avoid any debate. It's an animated uh, media. Yeah. Not necessarily anime, not necessarily cartoon, but it's an animated vid, uh, media. Mm-hmm. Which is very common now. Ano eh, which is a very common way to actually maximize budget opportunity and, yeah. ano, and viewership. Dahil ano siya eh, Imagine mo 30 minutes per episode. Hmm. So that means if given enough time, palatable siya. Hindi siya, hindi, naka-binge ka nga, Borge, di ba? Oh. Oh, kaya siya. 
Yeah. It's a matter of giving an opportunity. Yeah. I think what, what no, we can um what yeah, I think what we can agree on right now is that it a lot of concessions and uh, has been made in the adaptation, you know. It's clearly different. Uh, a lot of things have been influenced into it. So it's a different product. So I, one thing I want to bring this uh, discussion to is like how they treated Philippine like mythology, like how like there's been a lot of yeah, that's. I mean, there's a lot of like liberties they've done with the, uh, with the actual lore. Like, I mean, the original material itself is an adaptation of original Filipino folklore. Mm. So, what can you say about how they treated, for example, the the Nuno or the, uh, what you call this? I Glenn already talked about the white lady, but also like <laughs> the balang, etc. So, what in a way changed in the show? You know, like how did they, like how different is it to, and what is it? What is still intact? in the their portrayal of these mythical creatures. Ma ma may tanong lang sa original uh, graphic novel ba may nagtatawas? Nagtatawas? Alam mo for the uh, for the ritual na nagtatawas. At nagtatawas is, is 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 a ritual wherein you determine a uh, supernatural creature behind a certain person or haunting a certain person. What you do is I, I think that the ritual would involve dropping wax on the on water. It's in volume one, I think. I just remembered. Okay, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna look at that, look that up. The source material is really good. I'm just I'm just happy that I got them before it got popular like this. <laughs> <laughs> we were the OG fans. Yeah. <laughs> But if you notice, like the famous character of Nuno, you know, he's very different, you know, like uh, the original folklore. I think, Borge, you made this comment saying that you don't call a Nuno by saying you say it when. Yeah, it's to avoid being urinating on the Nuno. So there's no urine involved in the show. <laughs> Okay, okay, guys. Yeah. This is okay. As someone who uh, unintentionally actually delved into this because I used to teach it. Oh, cool. Remember, I have a subject, right? It's mm-hmm. a great works. One of my uh, sessions is about a swung in the Philippines. Remember? Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So, so things to consider. You cannot evaluate the myth of Trece and then compare it to the original for two mm. simple reasons. Mm. We are, as, as of yet, still debating on what is original myth mm-hmm. because most of mm. the oral traditions mm. has added ons or has mm. variations. I'll use your tabi-tabi, for example, later on. Mm. Another one, uh, another, and the second most important of all is universe nila budgeto. Mm. Who are we to criticize or to... <laughs> evaluate how they want sure. to present their universe. Uh-huh. And the proof of that, para sa akin, that is so unique and that gives it a signature to their flavor. The first thing that I saw when I was casually reading it sa National Bookstore, alam niyo kung ano? Chris mm. ang gamit niya. Bakit Chris ang gamit niya? Chris mm. ang gamit niya because it's a popularly identified Filipino bladed weapon. Mm. But that's popular myth. Most Southeast Asian countries, may variation on Chris. Mm. If you wanted to be more Tagalog, more Visayan, gulok. 
Mm-hmm. Ang dapat gamit niya, hindi Chris. But they use the Chris because it is something that has had a Southeast Asian flavor in recent memory. And it identifies in the narrative as something as a signature to the character. Mm-hmm. So dun pa lang, we are already presented that they are inspired, but mm-hmm. they are not necessarily bound right. to the notion of them clinging to the myth. Yeah, yeah. So when you go to the myth of the tabi-tabi po, mm-hmm. you're assuming it's so that you will not be played upon by the nuno. Yeah. Because you say tabi-tabi po. Mm-hmm. Hindi mo siya pinapaalis. No. Ikaw ang nagsasabi na papasok ka sa teritoryo niya. Mm-hmm. Na ikaw ay tumatabi, ikaw ay lumalapit, ikaw ay nagpapakita, nagpaparinig, nagpaparamdam. Mm-hmm. At hindi mo siya ginugulat, hindi mo sinasadyang magambala siya. Mm-hmm. So it's not so that you do not pee on him. It's that if in case you do something unwanted in his territory, you pick a flower or you change mm-hmm. something, whatever. Right. It was never your intent. Mm-hmm. You signal your presence. Mm-hmm. In relation to that, there is the notion of tao po. Anytime, mm-hmm. every time you want to ask or present yourself, we hear, how do you present yourself? Tao po. Oh. The first thing uh-huh. that comes to mind is, are you asking if there is a human person inside? Yes. But mm. its origin is separate, distinct. Mm. The origin mm. is you're saying to the people inside the gated place, in the barangay, in mm. the village, in mm. the small community, tao mm. po ako, hindi right. po ako masamang nilalang, nagpapakilala po ako. Mm. So there are differences and variations in how we evolve it over the narrative and how yeah. we assume is the sensibility. Uh-huh. So nagbabago yan. Give yeah. one example pa rin sa narrative. So, ang context ay siya ay ang babaylan ng sangkatauhan. Mm. Not all Filipino cultures use the term babaylan, but they generalized it. Yeah. It's in order to have a unifying purpose. Mm. Essentially, siya ang well, adjudicator mm. plus medium. But there are other words and others, other references for that in our mythology. And even the use of the aswang is is very much debated upon unless you cling into Peke Galiaga's creation of the aswang. He yeah. popularized it because of his representations. And some people overlook certain key points of what makes an aswang an aswang mm-hmm. and focus more on the sensational aspects. Yeah. Even the context of what she does and how she does her job as essentially the medium as the babaylan is quote-unquote doing beyond what is a role of traditional babaylan. Iba yung spiritual leader, iba yung judge, jury, executioner ng parang ghostbuster. Marami pa. So I give credit to them in maximizing that storytelling and presenting it. But to me, it's very difficult to outright judge or critique how they represent it, expecting that they should do it appropriately when sure. they are allowed to create their own universe. Yeah. Sure. And that they And, made appropriate adjustments. Babay lang mandirigma siya. So she's a variation of the babay lang. So, yeah. Again, the thing to <laughs> also consider is why are we so... From both her parents. Yeah. Okay. Another thing to consider also is Why are we now fixated on, or I, I, I too harsh a word fixated, 
who are we to judge mm-hmm. yung ano nila yung representation nila ng mythology del storytelling nila yan eh mm-hmm. ang magandang uh, ano diyan is are we the question to ask is are we purists mm-hmm. in is enough of it this story mm-hmm. based on our traditions kaya nagulat ako eh doon sa tanong mm-hmm. ni Burge na, na may nagtatawas ba pag sinabi naming wala are you less convinced mas bumaba ang ano mo ang uh, pagkagusto mo o ngayon nalaman mo minagtatawas does it add on to your interest yeah, ko eh. <laughs> so now lumalabas ngayon na the factor has more to do with what can what is relatable to mm. you yeah and maybe that's the thing we should ask mm. how much of the storytelling acts upon to our childhood sensibility mm-hmm. what mm. we enjoy And we should leave it at that because if we mm-hmm. are too hypercritical, definitely there are too many glaring sure. uh, questions. Yeah. The simple thing, sa, at least sa yung Nuno, ang hindi ko maintindihan dun sa story ng Nuno, why is he in urban areas? Yeah. Masya sa manhole. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose Even that, beyond yeah. that, yeah. they are supposed to enjoy nature, pero bakit nandun siya sa urban areas? Hmm. Same way everyone else goes to the cities, gentrification, urbanization. Walang trabaho sa ano. Oh, wala, wala, walang manunu sa ano. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. I so I go back to that sa ano eh, ano sa tawag dito with the recreation. It's really yeah. the premise is what happens when they're already there. Yeah. So that's mm. the assumption. So they live among us. I think the explanation for Nuno was <laughs> ano, he was there in the parang anthill bayan or whatever but mm. dahil nga ang daming umiihi doon kaya siya <laughs> nag-transfer to the manhole yeah mm. yeah and I suppose that's which their... is even worse manhole <laughs> sure hindi <laughs> dumadaan yung waste kung nasaan siya ano yun yeah it makes diba? sense mm-hmm. diba? very different ginawa siyang he was ano yun nga uh, an, a narrative tool in mm-hmm. The, he is a narrative tool for environmental degradation and sustainability issues. Siya yung mm-hmm. premise na what happens if we do not take care of the environment. Mm-hmm. Na, <laughs> yun yun eh. But what uh, I like about the series is, yun, I mean, they cut a lot and they skipped ahead. Yeah. But they were also able mm-hmm. to combine a lot of the elements of mm. the stories. Right. Yeah, it, more than enough to get your interests. Like yeah. Like to see Nova Aurora. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it that was the best episode, actually. With, the, uh, with another episode na mm. about the Tianak. So, yeah. those are two different stories that they exactly. one. So. It was good. It was a good adaptation. Yeah. yeah But well, for all the... Wala akong problema dun sa Nuno na sa Manhole for some reason. I find that thoroughly convincing kahit na wala siya sa punso. <laughs> Kasi, again, uh, dun, Tanay ka sa, sa Anaborge. Eh. <laughs> okay. Dura-dura. Uh, ang Nuno kasi, uh, as far as I know, Nuno is one of the most one of the most powerful of the supernaturals. And uh, I think he's all, uh, the Nuno is also the nar- narrative tool to show that knowledge or knowing what happens is your source of power. And since he's underground, <laughs> he knows what that's everything that happens in the underground. Lalang talaga mga namis ko. Yeah. Ano, si ano si Mooney yung ano si Cat Lady. Cats. Oh yeah, she. Gosh. Yeah, the cat But lady who. Scored a lot of points with cat people. Yeah. 
I suppose <laughs> the the reason why we're so critical is because people put their hopes on the uh, the international audience knowing our world. The problem is, I get what uh, Jules is saying. That it's too much, and it could be it, it won't be unpalatable if there's so many details that, that they don't know. I mean, you need to know the traditions. You know, you need to know the. Uh, our culture, but at least it was able to be transmitted in a way that they get them interested and then they'll read more. Then they go to yeah, the yeah. source material. I don't know, I don't agree yeah. with that one. Kaya nga, mm-hmm. I, I, again, I find the new no is okay. very convincing. But in the question, where is the new no? Where is the question? Where is the manhole? Where is the calle? Kahit saan kalya siya eh. Yun ang, yun ang nakakatawa sa nyo. Yung, ano, yung logo Ayala eh. <laughs> diba? Y- yun yun eh. But the thing to also ano, that yung Gorge actually raises more questions. Mm-hmm. If he is a powerful entity and he's supposed to be grounded in a territory, nasaan ang territory niya? Buong Maynila kasi na, the manholes are everywhere. <laughs> Now, dahil buong Maynila siya, if we're sticking to the the myth, Let's say na natin city of Manila, right? Mm. I mean, for the no, sake of convenience of discussion, so hawak niya ang city of Manila. Mm-hmm. So meron na siyang quote-unquote, parang sabi na natin underworld crime boss, literally underworld <laughs> crime yeah. boss siya. Hawak niya yung Manila. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, which to an extent as far as the, the, the series is concerned, siya nga. Oh, is, diba? Isa, isa yun nga yung, sa mga tribe. Yun yung yeah. ano niya, diba? Yun yeah. yung kanyang nature ng ano niya. Mm-hmm. So we also have to then realize na what if siya ang ano what if ang purpose ng device niya is to also ano not just focus on yung superpower niya but hmm. to ground the story to something na mas madali maintindihan ng tao. No, yeah. Gets me yon? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yung underworld boss. Yeah. Pero hey. kung uh, pero yung ano okay, simple na natin. Hmm. Pero yung pagka underworld boss niya is also kind of going against kung ano ang nuno. Hmm. Ano ang nuno? What is an actual nuno in mythology? If you look it up, they are supposed to be what spirits, di ba? Hmm. Nature spirits. Hmm. Um, they're supposed to embody an area. Hmm. And I think it's kind of weird na kung underworld boss siya, supposed to be force of good, naging force of bad. Let me hear. Mm. When the connotation is underworld is bad. Well, they needed a twist. <laughs> diba? they, yeah. yeah. Is he supposed to be an agent of good or is mm-hmm. he supposed to be a tweener? Mm. Yun yung, uh, yun yung mapapaisip ke. And yet, mm. he represents an entity that is supposed to be, well, technically neutral, but in the supernatural, for nature. Mm-hmm. So yun yung mga things na ano eh, dapat tanongin mo eh. Na yeah. ano, how... how ano ba talaga yung role niya? Hmm. Because that would also ground the story. Eh, dahil kung siya ay ba- bad guy ba siya o good guy siya? Because in the story, if you're focusing on the supernatural, there is always something that is on the side of humans and not on the side of humans. Hindi siya good or evil. Ah. It's hmm. someone who is on the side of humanity and someone not on the side hmm. of humanity. Yeah. Yan ang dapat mo i-premise. Not just hmm. na siya ay powerful or siya ano, if you really want to go to the mythos. Because mm-hmm. definitely, the way na pinortray siya, on the side of humanity siya. Mm-hmm. For one, he keeps himself updated. Kilala niya sino si Trese. Mm-hmm. Not just si Alexandra, but even the father right. and likely everybody in the line. Diba? Mm-hmm. So ano yun? 
So da, yun ang thing na dapat na mas mag-focus tayo. Mm-hmm. Na ano yung role niya. More like I, Yoda nga siya if you ask me. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got that vibes. Well, honestly, <laughs> like for what I see it and I think that's the whole point of like making uh, a swang and mythology in the city is that they're unlike the traditional form of like mythological creatures as being good or evil, they're simply migrants. Migrants living in the city, and they they are good or bad based on their own interests. So if they feel like, that's that's why they did babaylan in the first place to keep them in order because they're very they vary. They're like people, you know. They have their own wills, their own dreams. Like Maliksi, who just wants to race, you know. Some people want to establish or even expand their own territory, and then in conflict with other tribes. But that's what happens when you have uh, these are basically stories of migrants. You know, that's the metaphor that the Budge and Kajos uh, world is doing. So that's actually interesting in a way. So what urban, urban politics absorbing the supernatural, which is, yeah, yeah that's, what I, that's what I got from the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lalo na sa actual literature. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Anyways. that really kicks off my, even amongst the Aslongs, my gang war siladon. Which is why, speaking of the politics level, it, it becomes explicitly political the fact that well part of the adaptation is the overarching the overarching villains or the overarching uh, device is all that it's basically a mayor that is one of the masterminds of it and I think that's perhaps uh, close this discussion with like how political is dress and how they explicitly <clears throat> inserted political themes that some were already there in the original material but, all, but was also highlighted even more precisely because of the times right now especially with the quote-unquote anti-police sentiment right now, especially when, you know, there's this even comment in the internet saying, you know, is Trece cooperating the police making it pro-police? And like, well, no, but it does have a, a, like explicit commentary on the police with Guerrero still being the good mm. police, but the rest being corrupt. So what do you guys think about the expl- uh, political messaging of the material of Trece and the adaptation? Ah, okay. So, if, okay. If, okay. so when you go to the actual literature, going back when we first began this talk uh, ano, earlier, generation namin to ni Glenn. Hmm. So what that means is you go back what happened 90s, uh, late 90s, hmm. early 2000s, mid-2000s. So ang, ma, ang ano mo dyan is si GMA ang presidente natin nun. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mag, tapos magsasampung taon na ang LRT, ay ang MRT EDSA. So uso talaga yung nasisiraan na ang, sa Guadalupe yung MRT noong panahon na yon. Tapos yun yung I am sorry speech ni GMA, kaya pagsakang malakanyang. So it was written in a time na yun yung issue. May governmental corruption, may bias, and all of that. Tapos meron pa yung notion na uh, may ineptitude in public service. Mm-hmm. So that was the framework when you go back and if you try to put it in a timeline. Mm. If you ask me, how does that relate to the anime? I have to say, it is political if you look at it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Meaning that they're, they're trying to show na politically aware or conscious yung mga creators. Mm. Then again, if you are just me, like me, who admires and has watched old school Filipino shows, <laughs> TV, movies from the 70s, not so much 50s, 60s. Iba yun eh. Ibang gold, ibang era yun eh. Pero from the 70s, especially from the 80s and 90s, it's, 
they say it's a reflection of society. To me, no, it's just a simple uh, formula hmm. na hinopia ng show hmm. wherein someone has to be the bad guy. And hmm. who better than someone who is abusing authority? Hmm. Because it's something that everyone can relate to. Meaning, you anticipate that the only way the supernatural is able to exist if there is someone co-opting them or someone is colluding with them from authority. Because it would be near impossible for them to exist without an authority figure in human society actively engaging them, whether for their services, cooperation, or their graces. Because in the universe of Trece, alam mo na that they exist side by side. Mm. Hindi na siya pinatago, hindi siya hidden. Mm. It is something that is very much accepted. Mm-hmm. Well, to some extent, accepted. So when you go to processing that narrative, hindi siya unique ang storytelling. It mm-hmm. just goes to show that in order for the supernatural to have a place, then they were welcomed or they mm-hmm. were given given attention by someone or something who mm-hmm. happens to be of authority or position. A patron. Bingo. Yeah. So hindi, it's, not an, it's not a new story. It's not even that much political unless you say it is... Yeah a political statement but mm. rather it is an old formula there will always be a corrupt official there will always be an abuse of authority and then there will always be someone who fights the good fight because yeah. you have to have that kind of conflict if not it would not even matter because automatically if your only focus is going to be the supernatural versus humanity walang character development Mm. Dahil nasabi na natin yung issue is migration. The issue is overcrowding. The issue is fighting for limited resources. Mm. Sino ang yeah, ano mo? Well, humanity comes first, but that would make humanity the bad guy. <laughs> so hindi mo pwede gawing bad guy ang humanity if siya ang nagiging victim dahil hindi siya as powerful or hindi siya as in tune with their nature. So again, mm. When you actually look at the storytelling, it is very obvious na ang representation, the average human is powerless against the supernatural. And the supernatural is merely ensuring their survival. And in between, there are those who want to take advantage of the situation. So if you say that is political, then sure, that is political because it's all about human relationships or relationships or social engagements. But if you're talking about a political statement, Nasa sa'yo na yun how woke you are. Yan ang two cents ko dyan. Yeah. Uh, Kasi Mira, the, the politics of the series, the Netflix series, it, it, it's fine. It's the usual. It's no, no, nothing impressive really. Hmm. <laughs> But it, again, it, the, how it was presented can be again. Sabi nga ni Jules, <clears throat> depende kung gaano kaka-woke, <laughs> how much you would appreciate it. But for me, I think it's their way to ground it on again on Filipino experience. Hmm. So we cannot remove uh, the corrupt politician from <laughs> such uh, yeah. such types of uh, uh, literary pieces. Mm-hmm. Glenn, how about you? Yeah, um, ano nga eh, in terms of politics uh, sa people, mm. uh, ang pinaka maano mga ma-identify mas the mayor talaga. But mm-hmm. ano eh, I think that's only ano, scratching the surface. Mm. Um, 
and ano eh, um, na medyo kita naman actually sa show but more so sa source material and mm-hmm. perhaps in ano in succeeding seasons hopefully mm-hmm. meron of course <laughs> ano eh, I, I borrow from Lord of the Rings here kasi mm-hmm. ano eh, um, sa sa Trese universe may ano eh, may sort of noble which are the tikbalang and the mm. ano uh, the 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 bagyon electros tribe mm. the electric tribe and also the and then <laughs> somewhere in the middle would be the gantis yung mga gigantes mm. right sa baba yung mga malitno yung mga aswang so mm-hmm. they're seen as the ugly of course pinapogi sila sa show but <laughs> you can still spin that naman like underworld diba the the werewolves are kahit macho or pogi sila they're they're seen as the dirty one so mm. ano yun, may ganong aspect trend if you want to look at interracial class relations uh, class relations mm. politics so may ganon right. sila kaya and you can see na someone like Tresses siding with sila tikbalang so ano to eh, if you notice lahat to talagang a certain generation is really uh, comes to it no? but in terms of sa politics ano uh, for me ano i agree with Jules. it's more of awareness rather mm. than commentary like ato mm. in the series season one, you have the ano you have the the mayor, diba? Mm-hmm. But in the source material and maybe in the succeeding seasons, nandyan si Madam. That's like... The, <laughs> Spoiler! Versus Daredevil, parang ganun. Yeah. And even... And, and then Pacquiao is there and a lot of yeah. other people are there. So, mm-hmm. but uh, if that's a commentary, may... Pwede, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. maybe for, for me, the humans na ano... They're more of markers, time markers, mm. rather right. than politics. Talaga, if you want mm. to look at politics, I think, ano, yun, mas appropriate to look at the, yun, the, the tribes and the, mm. and the different, ano, malignos in the comics mm. and in the show. Right. Mm. Yeah, regarding a, a reminder, or at least making people aware, just going back a little to. Uh, the presence of the supernatural in the urban areas. I, I think the, the primary contribution and I think what makes the entire uh, series and even I think the graphic novel catchy would be it's a reminder that the supernatural still exists even mm-hmm. in urban areas. If urbanity, urbanization will never eliminate the supernatural. Oh, and yeah. I, I, can, I can think of one example in Shanghai. Yeah. One of the most urbanized centers, you have the Dragon Tower under one of their bridges. Mm-hmm. They, they have one pole wherein it's decorated with dragons. Story mm-hmm. is, there was a, when it was being constructed, a dragon mm-hmm. was living in that area. A monk right. more or less sacrificed himself, literally. Ah. He, so he died after exercising the dragon. So mm-hmm. they, they have that. In the middle of one of the most urbanized cities in the world, you have that symbol of superstition. You have that mm-hmm. single pole in, in a freeway right. uh, decorated with dragons. So, yeah. so I think that's one of the best getaways, uh, takeaways from that I got from mm-hmm. the series. Just again, supernatural urbanization never eliminates the supernatural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, I remember speaking of that, it it actually 
<laughs> it it mythologizes like urban le- literally urban legends you know like like the it's, in, in white well, ladies I, but it's white ladies or even like the chanaks where it, in a mall where there are so many it's known for having secret abortion clinics or even like the is this the story of an alligator person in the mall <laughs> ah, yung ano, was, si Sir, ano yan, Sir Robinson's Robinson's I think there's a I'm, I'm not sure but it was there in the in the comics I think there was but I think that's what uh, I think that, that yeah that is what chess is all about a reminder that the spiritual and the mythological are still mm-hmm. with us and we have things to learn about them yeah, no. and they yeah I Urbanization that... itself creates its own set of myths. <laughs> mm, there we go. That's something. Uh, I suppose let's we can close. Well, one more segment or theme before we move on to recommendations. Of course, a lot as this is exploding in global, you know, popularity. This is uh, at, again, like I mentioned. A chance for the for the world to get to know Philippines. You know, it's not a perfect representation of the Philip uh, of what Filipino culture is, but it, it it is a well, it's a start. So I, I'm curious. You know, I suppose the last question is this: uh, How do you how Filipino is the Trese adaptation, and mm. what what do you think can be further to make it a bit more Filipino, or like should it be even more Filipino? Like maybe we're putting our hopes too much on something like this. Uh, what do you guys think about this? This on Philippine identity. In fact, that's one of the um, one of the debates here because Liza Soberano somehow, because she is not as good in Tagalog, you know, she's being criticized when in fact, eh, she, people say she's trying her best, you know. Mm-hmm. So, what do you guys think about that? Well, uh, okay. <laughs> you have to ask, how did they come to that point? Meaning, mm-hmm. Diba meron yung script supervisor, mm-hmm. meron yung ano, voice director, yung recording director. So, and then they publish it. Mm-hmm. So whoever was the showrunner, tinanggap nila yung output ni Lisa. Uh-huh. You shouldn't blame yung kanyang ano if they came, if they produced it as such. Mm-hmm. Nasa kanila na yun kung bakit nila. So you can't always blame the voice actor. Sure. Because again, sino naglabas nun sila ang nag-decide na mm. na ano na yon okay na yon for mass consumption second thing to consider also is yung going back to my first question trese was it in english or was it in filipino yeah it was in taglish you know mostly in english but some i suppose yeah some mixtures like there's okay a, there, and oh, and yeah. which means dapat taglish din siya if you want to keep to the pure yeah. way mm. to tell the story Hmm. Yung talagang you use Filipino outright, hindi rin siya eh, hindi appropriate sa ano niya, sa atmosphere nung anong right. animation. Hmm. Simply because the original source material is already Taglish, is already jumping from two hmm. ano, from Code two switching. languages, yeah. di ba? And when it was switching in or quote unquote when it was using Taglish, it felt natural. Hmm. It felt in the moment because that's how right. The average Filipino, in the context, actually would converse with one another, de ba? Yeah. So and, ang lumalabas, hmm. that is the norm. And yeah. now, pag pinilit mo na, even when you watch the English dub, sa hmm. English dub, yung hmm. mga technical words, quote unquote, is in Filipino. Hmm. So the so there should, if you ask me, I, I was even surprised na gumawa sila ng full Filipino, de ba? 
Yeah, the Tagalog dub. Ang lalim, no? <laughs> and, and not just that. If oh. they were going to do the Tagalog dub, we talked about this earlier, Matt, they mm. should have reshot the scenes. They mm. should have changed the scenes, even yung, yung paano na gumagalaw yung labi nila or whatnot, yung yeah. how they presented it. They should have recut it if they were going to use uh, Filipino in the, ano, in the dialogue. Mm. Dahil parang pinilit lang nila eh. And sometimes, mm. that's why mas maganda isubtitle mo na lang kaysa i-dub mo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yung may ganong atmosphere. Right. And um, so that's my two cents on that. And then yung mm-hmm. question mo with regarding sa is it enough? Ang tama ba yun? Is it enough? Filipino represent- enough? Uh, Filipino yeah. enough? Well, the literature itself, yung source material niya, I feel it fits the time frame when it was mm-hmm. originally created. Right. So it felt very modern Filipino. Post-martial law. It's GMA era Filipino. The rise of the millennial reader, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> Appropriate ang kanyang vibe. Mm-hmm. If you ask me, that's how we were and to some extent how we still kind of are. Mm-hmm. And then, pagdating naman sa anime, I think the only thing that would that I would add into it to make it feel as if made the thing mm. is to make it a point na wala lang artistic ano ko lang to sensibility so mm. just keep with the taglish or the old english version and then pag mm-hmm. nagfi-filipino sila mm-hmm. merong subtitled and explanation sa ilalim alam mo yun mm-hmm. yung yung parang ito uh, ang aswang tas may maliit na aswang uh, filipino oh caption niya yeah, you got it Glenn. so mi ganun mm-hmm. may mabilis na sound bite man lang or may ano yeah. And I think that would make things more simpler. Mm. And you have to understand, most people have the ability, lalo na Netflix, diba? can watch it and then pause and read. Diba? May chibin may, may as bang sa inalim. One thing that would really knock my socks off and it would be funny is, pag nilabas niya yung C, sa first episode, nilabas niya yung chocolate, tapos nilagay, chocolate, Filipino, peanut chocolate, uh, whatever. Yeah. Ganun, Fan subs, oh. If you really want to, ano, that would make it feel Filipino enough. Mm-hmm. Filipino product or peanut chocolate candy. Parang ganun. Right. <laughs> Pag nakita mo yun, oh, ah, that, that's what that is. Uh-huh. Parang ganun. Tapos yung sinasabi mo, nawawala yung mga mapa. So uh-huh. merong MRT. Na, tapos yung merong caption sa baba, Metro Rail Transit. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. It traverses uh, EDSA, whatever. Marang ganun lang. Right. That could add some more Filipino-ness mm-hmm. in explaining how it relates to us Filipinos without overloading the senses. Mm. Because you could always turn those captions off or you could pause them and read them, mm. but they would not add too much and overwhelm your senses. Yeah. Okay. Uh, want to go next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I know. For me, ano short Like sure. I know, like what Borch said. I watched it with ano English sub and dub. No? Uh, so, I know, parang the the source material and what I have are ano English ang language naman and a bit mm-hmm. of English, of course. And ano eh, parang 
I don't think we we, we need to pretend in order to call it Filipino mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. ano eh, context even the writers naman ano uh, uh, both the, the creators naman they're yeah. ano they they worked in corporate Philippines and that's English speaking talaga so yeah. ano there's no need to pretend na kailangan ano uh, kailangan Filipino para maging Filipino and they did make the Filipino version of the books uh, yeah ah uh, uh, drive yeah i remember that something but kulay pa, you know, eh. parang of course they're trying to expand their audience and mm-hmm. especially in making the netflix show i'm sure there's uh pressure on on ano, on being representative so kaya may ganyan yan but definitely yeah mm. should have been taglish but <laughs> ano, yeah. but ako yun I stuck with English so yeah. ano, I have no complaints and like mm-hmm. I said kanina uh, they meshed a lot of the elements of different stories together mm-hmm. uh, I was looking for the crying tears that infected people but maybe mm. another season but yun, ako, yun lang, yung observation lang about the white lady. That could have mm. really set the tone for me. Mm. And, but otherwise, yeah, ano, I, enjoy, I, I, I enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. it's really uh, a separate thing for me for, from the source material. But mm-hmm. uh, yun, I mean, maganda siya. Maganda mm-hmm. siya for me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, ano, so looking at that context and looking at how it was made, sa akin, ano, um, I'm 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 satisfied on the outcome. So there. Right. Okay. Thank you, Glenn Borge. Yeah. That, okay. I. Okay. That, that, I think we need to ask first. What Filipino are we representing with Trese? Mm-hmm. So, okay. it is representing changing Filipino sensibilities. It is representing yeah. the Filipino in the urban area, supranational urban area. And as far as that is concerned, I don't think it can be Philippine. It, it doesn't need to be Filipino or more Filipino. I think it is as it is. It, it's good as mm. it is. I, mm. I, I would have more complaints kung set siya sa probinsya. <laughs> Pero hindi eh. Okay. It's, it's in the urban areas. So uh, it's a representation of changing Philippine sensibilities. Yung flashback <laughs> sa makiling sila. Oh, meron ba? May, meron pang episodes na nasa probinsya sila? Episode 1. Saka si, ano, si Anton going to visit hindi, the Papaylands, dude. Hindi, yeah. sa, sa, first, sa first episode naman, hindi namang, it is set in the rural area, pero not, not in the villages per se. Hindi, baka ang nasa isip ni Borge, yung imbis na sila ay nasa kotse, nakasakay sila sa jeep na owner. Mm-hmm. Ganun ba yung isip mo, Borge? <laughs> o naka-tricycle sila, o nakakalabaw sila, mm-hmm. pag sila ay... Nag-going, ano, na, hindi, kung, na ano, kung, kung ang setting ay hindi urban community, kundi rural community. Pero wala, wala, just, naman, sa, wala naman sa, wala naman sa, wala naman sa series. Kasi diabolical karinderia. Ganun ba, John? <laughs> <laughs> Ganun besides the, nice. Besides the jeepney, it's mm. really the box type cars that really got me also. That's so... <laughs> yeah. 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 But I, I don't think it needs to be more Filipino. It is as it is. It's good as mm-hmm. it is. But again, yeah. artistic sensibility, I think they can make the background more gritty. Than usual. More gritty? Yeah. Dirtier? <laughs> yeah, to an extent. But mm-hmm. other than that, yeah. Sila, okay, and now I'm looking forward to them engaging aswangs in rural communities. Mga nagahanap ng mga mobs. May konyo aswang, tsaka from the aswang. <laughs> Ko, konyo na nuno, no, no. 
Okay. <laughs> oh God, stop. Okay. <laughs> All right. Actually, uh, just to wrap, like to synthesize everything I said, I also feel the same way that, you know, well, uh, Trece is awkward, awkwardly m- mixture of so many things, you know, of English, of the crime drama, of the supernatural. And in a way, that's what the Filipino is, an awkward mix of different things. Mm. And I, it's, it's not... Well, of course, if you look at specifics, you'll always find something a bit off. But in uh, large, that is what the Filipino is. And I think it's a good way to have a conversation like this, you know, to uh, establish like who we are what it, and what we can learn from ourselves, you know, uh, by looking at works like this, at least uh, what, as we've discussed. It's syncretic, yes, but it's also the life of like urban magic, urban mythology. Mm. And and that's in a way multi-tribalism. That's what we are, you know. We're we're from different language groups trying to live together despite having different uh cultures, different quirks, different um uh interests. So and, and despite that, you know, we we're all living together in in different shades of color in a <laughs> uh, in, in the world so yeah it's interesting it the well and they well they meticulously even casted filipino american actors to make it filipino but they need not you know as long as i mean even some americans in english dub they just you know they sounded more mexican but i suppose <laughs> <laughs> they sounded more mexican yeah, at, at least at its core i think it does capture that similarity of being you know, a mix of different things. That's what the Filipino is. We're mats, mga <laughs> But at least they're the story of trying to live together, live with each other in peace, you know, um, make balance between uh, the superna- uh, supernatural and the unknown and urban, the urban condition is, yeah, it, it's a it's an accurate picture, at least in that level. But I think that's one thing that we can continue to discuss some other time. If ever there's a season two, we'll get bring you guys back. But yeah, yeah. any other final words before we move on to recommendations? Yeah, anyone? And on that note, I think there is mga custom like huge. another side, another side uh, discussion that could happen. Mm. I know that I just wanted to mention. I know very Filipino Chinese parang binondo yung yeah. So I just wanted mm. to mention that. Okay. All right. So yeah. Uh. Anyway. So that was a hard discussion. Very uh. Very meaty. Uh. But for now, let's move on to our last segment, which is recommendations. where we recommend related materials that can help us further our understanding of today's topic. So I suppose let's move to uh, uh, Glenn, for hi- the Glenn, then Jules, and then Borge, and then I'll go last. So Glenn, what do you have to recommend for us? For me, ano pa rin, uh, pop culture. Pa rin. So mm-hmm. ano, See, the, the authors are part of this group of other artists and in their latest... Um, what's this project? Yung ano, yung bloodlines ng Trece. Mm. So uh-huh. they're really ex- try ano, uh, start beginning to expand the mm-hmm. Trece universe, and yeah. now their pals are getting in. And of course, one of the 
interesting interesting uh, crossovers that happened is with uh, Dakila and with, this is with Ontiveros. Mm-hmm. So his stuff is also good to uh, check out if you're mm-hmm. looking for other Filipino comics or novels that you'd like to get into. So there. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Glenn. Jules. So um, this is more for those who want to learn more about the mythology. So there is uh, Professor Maximo D. Ramos. Mm-hmm. So his claim to fame is siya ang source material ni Pepe Gallaga for mm-hmm. most of his films. So he has authored uh, literally well, you could argue na kung sa Greek mythology meron tayong Edith Hamilton, right? Mm-hmm. Yun yung go-to offer natin. Um, Maximo Ramos has written um, essentially a compendium of Filipino myths. Mm-hmm. So meron siya yung creatures of Philippine lower mythology. Meron siya yung tales of long ago in the Philippines. Meron siyang the Aswang complex in Philippine folklore. Meron siyang legends of the lower god. Meron din siyang Philippine uh, demonological legends and their cultural bearings. Myth, legends, and folk tales. Tapos creatures of midnight. Ano siya eh? Um, marami siyang nasulat and this is based on actual na study. So may mga source material ka. Like yung mga research from the 1910s, Commonwealth pa lang tayo, meron nang nasusulat kung ano yung mga tiktik, ano yung mga uwak. Mm. So for those who are very much interested in actually research literature na may source material, you should look into ano, uh, Maximo D. Ramos. And, and what's funny is, nasa Shopee siya. <laughs> so, kung need, so kung hahanapin mo, weird yan, lumalabas siya sa Shopee eh. Uh, yung collection ng books niya. So for those who are interested in that, yeah, um, you should check him out at least uh, for a literature. Then if you want more sa kagaya ng Aswang, um, years ago, when, um, one subject kasi sa Lasal allowed me to teach one segment. Yung film, it's called The Aswang Phenomenon. So it's by Jordan Clarkson. Clarkson? Sorry about that. So mm-hmm. he made a documentary um, around 2010, and he he did actually thorough research on where the Aswang myth originated, and yung what is the possible inspiration for the Aswang myth. Uh, mm. Nasa YouTube yun eh, so people should just look it up yeah. to look more into those kinds of folklore. Natalagang merong research at merong backdrop, and mm. uh, it sort of also. Um, deals with yung oral history natin pagdating mm-hmm. sa supernatural. Okay. okay. Uh, Borge. Uh, okay, so si, si Jules ay sa Aswang. Ako naman ay sa Babaylan. So I'm uh, recommending a monograph by Professor Joseph Salazar. So the, the title is Ang Babaylan sa Kasaysayan ng Pilipinas. So it's, it's, a, it's a good overview of the role of the Babaylan in our early pre-Hispanic Society. And I, I think to an extent he also comments on uh, their recent, uh, current, more con- contemporary uh, roles, even their roles in the Philippine Revolution to an extent. Mm. So, so yeah, uh, I'm recommending this one. It's a good overview if you want to know more about the Bobailan. It's published by Bang, uh, Bagong Kasaysayan. So I think it's available online. You can contact their Facebook page if you want a copy. So it's very short. It's a monograph. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a journal article that be extended into a monograph. So, yeah, this if you want to know more about the Bailan, this would be a good go-to. Yeah. 
to know what Tresse is actually. All right. So my recommendation uh, are two websites. Uh, one is the Aswang Project, which is also created by Jordan Clark, uh, what mentioned by Jules earlier. And the Aswang yeah. Project is a hub of different uh, Aswang-related materials. Although it recently got under fire because, you know, why is he talking about Philippine myths if he's like a Canadian? Like, well, who cares? He's done great work in research. And there's a lot of, it, it sells <clears throat> even books and um, stories and newspaper. Uh, so it's a hub of related material. So check that out. And the second one is a related allied website, but it's also founded by my classmates in high school, uh, Carl Gaversa, and he, where he writes a lot of material. In fact, his thesis on MA was uh, a compilation of Philippine folklore, but also he writes his own stories about Filipino myths uh, in the modern times. And it was designed, uh, like, yeah, in art designed by Leander Henniston, also my classmate in high school. So it's funny. And they're good. they've gotten a lot of press ever since. They've been in, interviewed really uh, as one related stuff i'll give them more pre- well let's give them more press in the pi podcast so yeah so that's a swang project and the philippine spirits that's the name of that's the name of the second website a swang project and philippine spirits so check those online resources out They're very interesting on contemporary takes on philippine mythology okay so that is this is one of our biggest episodes so we'd like to thank both Glenn and Jules Ooh. for joining us. So hopefully, definitely, this won't be the last. Yeah. We'll get you soon. Yeah. Big round table. Big round of applause. Yeah. And so we hope you, you learned stuff. And, you know? Matt, do we need to, uh, no, to have a female guest with us next time? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this has been, I just realized this has been a, a sausage fest of a podcast. We should probably get a female soon. But are, yeah. are we not violating anything? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's been too, all too male. But yeah, well, well, maybe I'll be sure to invite you next time. Yeah. Uh, and Yeah. Thank you, Jules, as well. All right. So if you like that, please like us on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcast. And please remember to send us an email if you, you want to send us a message at PH at gmail.com and until the next episode magandang gabi mga kabiay